early this morning, I, especially for me, because I'm, I'm not even used to being here this early in the morning. But even, you know, he still deserves the praise. Even early in the morning, God deserves the praise. Uh, if you notice these glasses I got on in the morning, I, you can claim them. I just found them. I left mine at home. I just wanted to... <laughs> Just want to borrow them for a minute. You can get them back. Amen. <clears throat> you have your Bibles with you this morning. You would turn with me to, it's a familiar psalm, Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Begin reading in verse 1, Psalm 100. And it says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Yes, he is good. Come on, help me this morning. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Yes, he is good, for he is worthy, worthy. Yes, he is good. Yes, he is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Yes, he is good. Man, I like to, before I move on, I like to thank my pastor for in its absence for this opportunity to share with you God's word this morning. Amen. So let's, let's give a round of praise for our pastor this morning. Amen. Experts in the field of nutrition says, in, in order for us to reach maximum fitness, we need to eat foods like meats, vegetables, and fruit. Because a diet, a balanced diet from these foods will give us better energy, health, and fitness. But it should not be a surprise that there are basic groups that we should draw from to reach the maximum level of spiritual fitness. We, we need to feed our souls with the same care that we feed our bodies. 
And if we are to become material to fitness, there are several groups that we should draw from to reach the maximum level of spiritual fitness. Number one, we need a good amount of prayer and Bible study so that our inward character is being spiritually fit. Number two, we need uh, repentance and confession of sin so that we are not pointing our fingers at the sins of other people because God is not finished with us yet. As a matter of fact, we have not always been saints ourselves. Number three, number three, we need stewardship and discipleship so that we're giving our time and resources to advance the work of God. Finally, number four, we need worship so that we consistently remember our awesome and loving and faithful God who is worthy of our praise. Today, today it is worship that will occupy our time and our intention. We need to engage in the worship of our God on a regular basis. We, we need to do exactly what Psalm 100 says. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Now I know that praise for some of you means silence. Perhaps you have read Habakkuk 2 and 20 which says, the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. However, this verse deals with recognize the difference between true and false gods, not how we should worship. But what Habakkuk is saying is idols made from human hands, from wood, metal, or stone, have no power. But the one true living God of the Bible, Jesus Christ, is the one who deserves our praise because he is real, alive, and powerful and worthy to be praised. Have you ever been in a courtroom when everybody is standing among themselves and then suddenly the judge walks in? What happens? Everybody rush to their seats, stand in silence until the judge tells them to sit down. And at that time, the proceedings begin. That's what Habakkuk is saying. When we come into the presence of God, we ought to recognize his holiness, majesty, power, and glory. But once we recognize who God is, now it's time to start praise and worship him. Once we remember all that he has done for us, we cannot remain silent very long. One gospel song puts it like this. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Amen. Amen. Look at, look at Psalm 100. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord with gladness. Worship is what happens when we find ourselves in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Worship is what separates God from everybody and everything else in the world. Yes, I will respect all of you, but I'm only going to worship the Lord. Amen. I will honor President Obama, but I'm only going to worship Jesus Christ Amen. because only Jesus is deserving of bending our knees. Amen. I've seen a lot of people shake President Obama's hand. 
but I never heard nobody shout hallelujah. Because worship is the act that separates God from everything in all creation. Amen. Look at Psalm 103 says, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his, the sheep of his pasture. This is a good reason to worship the Lord. Because we, we, we did not cause ourselves to be born, and we cannot prevent ourselves from dying. He is God, and he made us in the world that we live in. The psalm also says that we are his sheep, the people in the pasture. God has agreed to adopt us into his family and to provide for us like a shepherd provides for his sheep. Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Sometimes the Lord will lead us into pleasant times, green pastures, and still waters. Sometimes the Lord will lead us into places where we can be sure our presence is calm and still. Other times we can be assured that when we life sends us into dangerous places, the Lord will be with us. But notice when God does the leading, everything is okay. But when life draws us into dangerous territory, the Lord promises to join in these places with us so we do not have to take the journey by ourselves. Either way, the Lord deserves to be praised. We should worship him because he allows us to enjoy days of peace and rest. And even in this wicked world with all the sin and danger, God builds a fence around us. And even when the enemy breaks through, the Lord is with us, providing us with health and strength to carry on. That's what we mean when we sing these words, when peace like a river comes my way, when saws like sea billows roll away, whatever my lot will have me to say, it is well with my soul. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to know, uh, to know that I am one of God's people. Matter of fact, it's good to be a sheep in the pasture because there are so many people in the world who would think they're the greatest thing on earth. Perhaps you know such people. They think so highly of themselves that they leave you with the impression that they are God. But we forget that the beauty and the handsomeness we now have will soon fade away. We forget that the that the health that we now have will soon fade away. My brothers and sisters, it's, 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 it's a dangerous thing to love ourselves too much because we are unreliable people and cannot help ourselves when we need help to most. That's why Psalm 100 reminds us to worship the Lord our God. And if you want to know the reasons we worship, Psalms 105 tells us we worship because the Lord is good. We worship because his mercy is everlasting. We worship because his truth endureth to all generations. I wonder is there anybody here that be a witness about the goodness of the Lord? 
I wonder if there's anybody here that know that God can and will make a way out of no way. For someone, you may have no choice but to worship the Lord because you know he has been good to you. Amen. 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 In John, in John chapter 18, verse 37 and 38, Jesus, Jesus says to Pilate, he says, whoever is on the side of truth listens to me. Pilate answered him, he said, what is truth? Somebody said, what is truth? Pilate asked, what is truth? There seems to be an urgency to knowing, believing, and walking in the truth of God. Well, somebody asked the question, what is truth? Psalms 100 tells us the truth of the God is the only thing that will last forever. Athletes come and go. Singers come and go. But the truth of God endures forever. However, there will always be somebody singing to the glory of God. It would always be true to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. The Ten Commandments will always be true. The Sermon on the Mount will always be true. The promises of God will always be true. Amen. Just think about how old the Bible is, yet we turn to it regularly for directions in life. The most recent part of the Bible is about 2,000 years old, while, while, while the oldest part of the Bible is well over 3,800 years old. There, there have been a lot of books written in between those years that no one reads anymore, yet the Bible is still being printed and trusted. The Bible is still feeding the hungry souls of men and women. Why? Because it points to Jesus Christ, whose truth endures forever. Notice the word, when it says, notice the word endure. People have tried to say that the Bible was false or wrong, but it has endured. Scholars have doubted the Bible, but it has endured. In some places, it was even made a crime to be found reading the Bible, but it has endured. I want you to know today that the power is not in the book, but the power is in the person to whom the book points to, which is Jesus Christ, whose truth endures forever. Amen. In John, in John chapter 12, beginning in verse 1 says, six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived in Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Mary served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with Jesus. Then Mary took a pint of pure nard, a expensive perfume, and poured it on Jesus' feet and then wiped his feet with her hair. Uh -huh. Then the whole house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Yes, 
And then one of Jesus' disciples, Judas, objected and said, why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? I will remind you that this perfume was worth a year's wages. But when it came to worship, Mary let down her hair and filled the house with the fragrance of her praise. This, this teaches us a lesson. Don't worry about what others think about you, but pour out your heart and worship. Join David when he says, my lips will glorify you, and I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up Hallelujah. my hands. Hallelujah. So today, enter his gates with Hallelujah. thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Hallelujah. The gates was... The gates was an outer wall that surrounded the temple guards. The people had to go through the gate in order to enter the temple. For us, when we come into the presence of God, we should come in the door praising and thanking God for all that he has done. But I will remind you, praise is not worship. Praise sets the stage for worship. Praise anticipates what is to come. And worship is an encounter with the living God. So when we praise God, we, we are ringing his doorbell, letting him know that we have come to give him the praise. And when he hears our praise, he gets up to open the door to invite us to come in. And when we come in, we move from praise to worship. In other words, praise is the vehicle that moves us into worship. Someone had once said, there are two types of worshipers, flatlanders and highlanders. Flatlanders are, they live in two dimensions. They're well experienced in the faith. They know how to praise God, but there's one problem. They're living in a horizontal position. They do not know that there is an up to life. Highlanders are simply flatlanders who have discovered worship. They keep pushing up, 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 to experience God. So my question to to you today is, are you a flatlander or a highlander? Jesus proved his love for us by paying the cost for our salvation. This should cause us to join in a celebration of praise for the one who is the rock of our salvation. Therefore, we should all be Highlanders pushing up to experience God. So let us today enter his gates with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Let us serve the Lord with gladness. For he is good and his mercy is everlasting. Today, come and experience the goodness of Jesus. For he is great, and he is greatly to be praised. He is our peace. He is our joy. 
his are everything. I used to wonder why people shout all the time. But now, I used to be blind, but now I see. The closer I got to Jesus, I began to see why they shout all the time. Because if you keep living, if you go through something, sooner or later, if God brings you through it, you're going to know without a doubt that it was God that has brought you through. So today, worship the Lord. Give him the praise. Don't hold back on Jesus. If he has been good to you, lift him up in praise. Glorify his name. God bless you today. Thank you.